Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Do you wish growing a business was easier? Are you feeling frustrated that it's taking so long to make your first 100K? I used to feel the same way until I discovered the one thing that was missing. It wasn't more marketing tips or strategies. It wasn't reading more business books and it wasn't learning more stuff. I could show you what's holding you back and blocking your success if you like. Typical side effects include higher income, peace of mind, loving relationships, real connection with God, freedom from addictions, purpose, fulfillment, and a brand new lifestyle. It all starts by scheduling a spiritual clarity call with me to get clarity on what you want right now in your life and to see if we want to work together. Visit josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities to learn more. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Today, our featured guest is Majid, like magic, and he's going to pronounce his last name because, man, I don't even know how to say it, but he believes that stories have the power to change the world. Startup Nation, don't you agree? It's all about stories. Ever since we were kids, we love stories. Why not bring stories into your adult life, into your business? Majid has spoken at the United Nations twice. Fair Trade International, and has worked with celebrities, a senator, an Olympic gold medal winner, CEOs, and top entrepreneurs to tell stories that change the world. That's what we're here for, to impact each other, right? Majid is a two-time international best-selling author and the founder of the Expert Speaker Institute. Majid works with entrepreneurs and CEOs to increase sales and influence through spub through public speaking. Let me try that one on. Huh. And you can find him at expertspeaker.com. That's expertspeaker.com. So Majid, like magic, welcome to your first 100K. Let's get right into the show here, my friend. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And congratulations to all the impact and the, the reach you've had with this podcast. It's, a, it's an honor to be here. Thank you so much. All right, so let's get right into it. Um, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Very few people in my business life know that I started in theater and I started with improv comedy. And I, I when I was in college, uh, toured across uh, the United States acting uh, for comedy. And I kind of left that all behind, got real serious and got all businessy. And then 
you know, kind of got back into those roots of, of humor in my performances. You know, improv, uh, they say it can be the most intimidating of all, mm -hmm. but yet it brings out that inner creativity. Wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the rule in improv is called yes and. And yes and means whatever they say, you go with it. So when someone else comes on stage and says, hey, dad, nice to see you on the spaceship, you go, you know, pass me the laser beam, son. Instead of saying, we're not on a spaceship, we're on a farm and I'm not your dad, I'm your brother. You know, you, you, you agree with it. So in business, you get these kind of uh, situations where you just kind of got to roll with it, got to improv with it. So it's a good skill to build. I think that's a huge, tremendous skill to have in a sales conversation. Mm. When you get the objections from your clients, what if you went, yes, and there's also this consideration or this consideration, or have you thought of this? Would you agree with that? What Absolutely. In a sales conversation, you don't make the customer wrong. You agree with them so that you can see the world that they see, the way they see the world so you can really understand them. Startup Nation, I'm telling you, go take an improv class somewhere like Maji did, right? That's the way to do it. Get better at sales. How do you get better at sales? Get better at life. Mm -hmm. Better at communication. It applies to all of it. So Majid, let's get right into the money game. My audience loves context, my friend. So how much gross revenue did you do in the past 12 months approximately in your business? I'll tell you exactly. It's 750000 750000 I love it. Exactly. I, I have started paying attention. You know, when the numbers <laughs> get big like this, you, you got to... When I started off, it was just like, make as much as you can and spend as little as you can. And now it's like, I actually have monthly goals. I actually have monthly budgets. I'm paying, uh, you know, I have like some assistants I work with. So I got to pay close attention to that. I really get that. And were you the kind of business owner that was more the creative type and didn't pay attention to the financials? And now, as like you're saying, you're getting to this level. Now you're growing that new skill set. Is it uncomfortable? What's that been like for you? It is uncomfortable, Joseph. And yes, uh, you know, I think we self-identify as visionary entrepreneurs who can't be held down, bogged down by the details. That's for the bookkeepers and the accountants to figure out the numbers, right? Um, but, you know, as I'm maturing, I'm learning this skill because accounting is the language of money. And I have to be able to speak this language and... I need to be able to make better decisions. It used to be, I would look at the bank account. Is there cash? Sure, I can afford it. Until uh, it wasn't long ago, it was about two years ago. I had a really good year. I had a little bit of money at the end. And then I had a $60,000 tax bill. And it was like, oh, wait a minute. Mm. Now, I'm, now I'm like $55,000 in debt after the mm. best year I've ever had. How did that happen? It happened by not planning financially. So that was a mistake I'll only make once, I hope. I get that. You know, pain, the mo best motivator out there, right? And Startup Nation, like you can get away with, you know, running your business year one, two, possibly year three without really paying attention to your financials. And right, just focusing on the product, your customer and building, building, building. But once it gets to a certain revenue number, like Majid's saying, you got to really focus on the business behind the business. Like, yeah. How do the numbers work? How do I grow this? How do I scale this? So I really yeah. think that's very powerful. Now, how, first off, congratulations, 750K in a year. That's a good number, my friend. Yeah. Right? So really well done there. How long did it take you from day one to cross the 100K mark? Okay. How long to 100K? Yes. Um, so from the moment that I started calling myself an entrepreneur um, 
to the moment I made 100K would have been about five years. Okay, five years. Yeah. Now you said the moment you started calling yourself an entrepreneur, a lot of people do that without actually having a business. Is right. that the case? Yes. Something yes. Else? Uh, so I, I wanted to be a professional speaker. And my understanding of that business at the time was uh, you charge to deliver a speech. And I was collecting in the hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. $150 for this speech, $250 for that speech, $500 for this speech. So I had a full-time job that I would take days off to deliver a speech. And that full-time job was paying me like $32,000. Okay. I remember my every other week paycheck, every other Friday, it was a three digit number. It was like $927 every two weeks after, after taxes and everything were removed. Ouch. So, so, you know, I, w- I was an entrepreneur in my mind, uh, but I also had to pay the bills. So I had this full-time job. And so I transitioned out of the full-time job into like contract work. So it was still sort of like reliable, dependable income until I was confident enough in my ability to generate enough income every month consistently to not require to have those long-term contracts. And then so, and that was really around the five-year mark in business where I was like, okay, I can generate enough money to keep the lights on. Um, And that's when I start to take off. Wow. I really get that. And thank you for being just transparent about those uh, revenue numbers as far as speaking gigs, right? A lot of speakers will come on and they'll be like, oh, I just started winning, man. People pay me tens of thousands of dollars my first gig. It's like, no, they weren't. Yeah. So I love what you said. Like you were getting a few hundred bucks here and there. It was a side hustle, you know, as you're paying your bills. Yeah. So yeah, I really get that. So five years, um, I got to ask you this, dude, how did you stay motivated uh, to Mm. keep pursuing that when it was such a slow progress? Because I know a lot of Startup Nation right now, they're in their business, whatever their side hustle is right now. And they're probably thinking as they're listening to you right now, well, how do I know it's going to work out? You know, how do I know it's actually going to happen? Because it really doesn't even seem like things are moving right now. What would you say to them based on your own journey? So the most important thing was that I surrounded myself with successful people. And, um, you know, I, I joined the Association of Professional Speakers and I volunteered for the board of directors and I would sit in these multi-million dollar homes with these super successful speakers and talk to these people. And, you know, these are real people, you know, they're real people. I'm sitting here having a conversation with a real person. So it's not like Tony Robbins on a jumbo screen in front of 10,000 people, but it's Real people talking about, here's what I do. Here's how I, here's how I get a contract. So I had a couple of mentors uh, and I just spent as much time around the people whose everyday life was the life that I was trying to create. So that made it look real. I get that. How did you access those people? As you know, when you're starting out in the industry and you're a nobody, considered a nobody, not you as a person, but you in the industry, how did you open up those doors to sit down with these super successful speakers? So I have a, a very simple strategy to get mentors. Okay. Um, I ask who should mentor me. This is the result that I want to produce. Who do you know who can mentor me? And then I go to them and I say, will you be my mentor? And then they say, uh, what does that mean? And I say, you know, I'm happy to meet with you once a month. Here's what I promise. I will do what you tell me to do and I'll come back and give you the results because that's really what a mentor wants is they want a mentee that will actually take action and not waste their time. 
So I promise that on the front end. Um, and then I commit to consistently connecting with them, doing what they tell me to do and coming back to them. So this is before I felt like I could afford to hire a coach. So in my, in my case, the mentoring was free. And some people said, no, they said, you know, I don't, I don't do that. Um, but I wasn't afraid to ask and I wasn't unclear on the ask. It was, will you please be my mentor and I will do what you tell me to do and come back and report the results. Startup Nation, I love what Majid is dropping right now. It's, it's one thing to go and ask, and so many of you go out there and you pitch your thing or you pitch your ask, but you don't do it with clarity. So the person who's hearing you, they're unsure, what are you actually asking me? What's involved for me? What's that going to look like in my time, my schedule, et cetera? So Majid's saying, like, be very clear in your ask and be very clear who you're going to approach. Mm-hmm. Having those two components together is, is a win-win. What would you add to that? Anything? Well, I, I got mentors in different categories of my life. When I became married, I went to a man who I believe models the kind of marriage that I want to have. And I said, will you mentor me on how to be a great husband? When I became a father, I worked with a different gentleman and I said, will you mentor me on how to be a great father? I did the same thing for my health. And then now I do this uh, with coaching, which means I find who I consider to be the best in the world, who's living and doing and has the results that I want to produce in a way that I want to be doing it. So there's a value alignment and then I pay them what they charge and I get results that way. So I've, I've kind of shifted away from the free mentor model to the coaching model, but I do it for every area that I want to improve because I think it's the fastest way to grow. I really get that. Why did you shift? Why would you want to start paying for what you were already getting as free through mentorship? You know, I think it was because I was coaching and I was charging and I felt, um, you know, I've had people come to me and ask for free advice uh, and mentor. And I've mentored mostly young people. And I was, you know, a young guy in my early 20s when I was asking for mentorship. But what I found is that I always deliver at a higher level of commitment, at a higher level of excellence. I am accountable uh, and I take full responsibility for the results of my clients. Um, when I'm getting paid uh, at a level that I can commit at that level. So I just saw it for myself, um, how I showed up differently when I was being paid. So I wanted that same level of commitment from coaches. So what I'm hearing you say is that putting that monetary skin in the game for coaching actually uh, wins on both ends. Mm -hmm. You show up and give your all and your mentor shows up as well because now they're on the the hook, so to speak. They're getting paid for their mentorship. So they want to deliver or over deliver to you. Is that about right? They show up in a, in a different way that's more committed and probably more importantly, I show up in a different way that's more committed when I'm invested. Startup Nation, you heard it right here. That's how you get committed on both ends. I love it. All right, so Majid, let's get into your top three tips or strategies that you use to go from zero to your first 100K and beyond. Like what yeah. are your top three that you can give to my listener right now that they're, yeah. they're, they got their pen and paper out, they're about to okay. write? Okay, so I'm a professional speaker. And when I started, I had uh, a 12 item bullet point list of all of the topics that I speak about. And I was recently speaking to a Hall of Fame speaker and he said, you know, I can tell how long a speaker's been in the business by how short their list is. The shorter the list, the more of an expert they are. And so I made the mistake of trying to be everything to everyone. And my advice would be, pick something that you want to be the best in the world at, 
pick a group of people that you want to serve with that skill set and focus, focus, focus. So tip number one is focus. Tip number two is give speeches. When you give speeches, it's like networking on steroids because everybody in the room connects with you. Instead of meeting three or four people, you have their business card. Everybody in the room connects with you and perceives you as the expert in the topic that you're speaking on. So if you want to drive sales, if you want to drive your personal brand, your reputation, your authority in your marketplace, give talks, give speeches. So tip one, focus. Tip two, give speeches. Um, and tip three is charge premium prices, high prices. Because high prices are perceived to be as high value. It allows you to show up at absolute, your absolute best. It allows you to achieve your income goals easier with fewer clients. Um, and all it takes is a choice to be uh, world-class and charge world-class prices. So how soon should my listeners charge those high prices, especially as they're building up their expertise and authority? They what should they charge suck? high prices. What if they suck up front? You know what I mean? They should charge high prices before they're ready. Okay. Like this before is different. Ready. This is different. The advice you're giving right now is yeah. turning, you know, just turning a lot of expert advice on its head. It's, it's saying, hey, build up your skill set, build up your authority, then lift your prices a little as your authority raises, your expertise raises. And you're saying, no, do it way before you're ready. Yeah. Like, so yeah. what does that look like specifically? Like if I'm brand new, I'm starting in the speaking business, I go to my lake, local rotary clubs, chambers of commerces, and I start volunteering to give the talks everywhere. Okay, I got it. I'm focused on my industry. Number two, I'm giving speeches. I'm getting instant authority in the room. But how hard, high should I charge my prices? How soon? What does it look like? Yeah. So, you know, if you want to do a competitive analysis and say, you know, the range goes from this to that, you want to be at the highest or higher uh, because there's always someone who will do it for cheaper. There was always someone who will do it for free. And the problem with cheap and free is everybody's expectations are low. Your expectations of yourself are low. Your client's expectations are low. You don't have margin to invest in any sort of quality. Um, and so with a high price, it sets the client's expectations high and you show up at absolute maximum excellence. Um, so biggest, the biggest fear people have is that, but if I charge a high price, people won't buy. Mm -hmm. well, and they not. desperately need the money at this point to pay their bills because they're doing the side hustle. Right. The, you know, the way to handle the worry of what happens if I don't make sales is to go there in your mind and look at the worst case scenario. What's going to happen? You're going to have to get a job at Starbucks, which I have done. You're going to have to uh, sell some stuff, which I have done. You're going to have to uh, move in to your in-laws house, which I have done. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be fine. It's all part of the journey. Um, you're going to be fine. So once you realize you're going to be fine, then you go, okay, do I want to be the cheap solution and attract the cheap people who are just going to try to suck, suck me dry? Or do I want to be uh, the Bentley? Do I want to be the, the top, top class? When you sell at top class prices, you get top class clients and you show up at top class. And, you know, I was, we were talking earlier before we hit record that entrepreneurship, I believe, is a spiritual journey. 
because it's a vehicle that requires you to face your demons and up level constantly. And when you charge high prices, you have to show up at the top of your game. When you're cheap, you're basically saying to yourself and to your client, what do you expect? It's cheap. All right. So I really like the car uh, metaphor and I'm just going to work it for a second with your permission here. So, okay. So what I'm hearing you say, and this is completely contrary advice, which I'm loving by the way, is show up like the Bentley, even though you're a Hyundai right now. Yes. Okay. So, I, but, but my client is expecting a Bentley to arrive. Mm. They're paying for a Bentley. I'm showing up with a Hyundai cause I'm not at that level yet. Mm -hmm. What do I do with that expectation? I, I, can, I can have all the desire I want in my, in my Hyundai to be a Bentley, be a Bentley, but I'm actually not there skill set wise. What, how do you, what shows up for you in that? You are at the right skill level for the right person right now. Mm. There is one person that you're about two steps ahead of that you can really help. And I like the person who's two steps ahead of their client because two steps ahead is about as relevant as it gets. Well, right? if you're, if you're a hundred steps ahead, you're like, okay, yeah, I knew what used to work when I was doing this thing 10 years ago, but when you're two steps ahead, it's super relevant. And that's the person you can help the most. The way, you know, the way Hyundai's sell themselves is they have these blowout sales. They say, you got to come. It's crazy. It's midnight madness. It's, discounts and you know and they have these crazy advertisements and they're just making all this noise you know how they sell bentley's the sales guy's got a little black book little leather book with names of people who buy bentley's millionaires right and they show up at their house with a bentley and they say would you like to go for a ride take a little test drive then they come back to their house and they sit down at their kitchen table and say what'd you like about that when you show up like a Bentley, you give them a little sample, you show them what it's like, and you say, this is exclusive. This is not for everybody. This is for people who want the best. So when you show up like a Bentley and you go to people who buy Bentleys, then you can sell Bentleys. But if you're trying to sell Hyundais, you got to make all this noise and do all this discount. You're competing with everybody. Do not compete. Choose the people you want to serve. Show up and give them a sample that you can deliver and say, would you like, you want some more of that? Really well articulated. That was beautiful answer. So Startup Nation, show up like a Bentley and you'll command the prices that a Bentley gets. Yeah. I really get that. All right, let's wrap this up. All right, so we're listening with Majid Like Magic. Majid Like Magic. You can find him at expertspeaker.com. That's expertspeaker.com. Go check him out. See what he's up to in the world right now. He can help. He's selling Bentleys in the speaking space. You want his Bentley. That's what he's up to. All That's right. It. So, so Majid, um, I'd like to uh, ask you one other question about this. Okay. Why do you think that 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first 100K? They're following mm. some of your one, two, three strategies. Yeah. Why are they still struggling years and years and years in to make their first 100K in your opinion? Well, I can speak from my own experience which is that I was trying to be everything for everyone. I was trying to sell this and that and the other thing. You would need a coach, I'm a coach. You need a consultant, I'm a consultant. You need a speaker, I'm a speaker. You need an assistant, I'm an assistant. Whatever you need, I can do it. 
In New York, that would be the guy walking down the <laughs> sidewalk opening his jacket. I got watches. I got colognes. Yeah. What you want? What you need? Exactly. Exactly. And when you have so many different offerings, you become a commodity. Yes. And commodities compete on price. But when you say, this is what I do, this is all that I do, and this is who I do it for, and that's the only people I do this for, you become the expert. You become a category of one, and category of one experts charge what they want. And people will fly across the country to work with them because they are the expert for that particular thing, for that particular person. So having the courage to choose, these are the people I want to serve. This is the result I want to produce for them. And I'm committing to becoming world-class at that. And the reason it takes courage is because we believe I have to do all these things to put together all these pieces to make my 100K. But once you say, this is what I do, I'm going to be world-class at it, and I'm going to charge world-class prices, making 100K becomes a lot easier because you know what you do, you know who you serve, you know what to do. So Startup Nation, you really have to live into that future that you want. Mm -hmm. And you got to do it now. You have to envision it now as if it's happening. I love this. This is great. So many listeners are really going to pull a lot of value out of it. I, I know they're writing notes right now. Hey, how can I do that right now? How can I start charging Bentley prices for my product, my service? So that's fantastic. All right. So Majid, welcome to the hustle round. This is where I'm going to ask you 12 quick fire, 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you, are you ready, sir? Ready. All right. Here we go. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Freedom. Love it. What's your least favorite thing? Oh, working 24-7. <laughs> Got that. What are you most afraid of? Hmm. Not achieving my potential. Yeah. I hear that. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Branding, marketing, oh, right. marketing. website, logos. Yeah. Cause you didn't get clear about your Bentley. Darn it. Correct. All right. What secret fear do you have about people? That they won't love me. Yeah. I think a lot of us connect with that. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Sales. <laughs> yeah. That's a big one. What's a new habit you want to form? Waking up at 5 a.m. every day. Got it. What's a bad habit you want to break? Social media. Too much of it. <laughs> too much of it. Amen, brother. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Smart, bold, fun. Love it. Clear, too. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in your business. Scattered. Naive. Distracted. Yeah. So many of us got it. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Be happy now. Be happy now, Startup Nation. You've heard it here. Be happy now. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K this year in the next 12 months? Making 100K can be simple, easy, and fun if you allow it. The struggle is not real. It's in your head. Make it simple. Make it easy. Make it fun. I'm, th I'm thinking of the Matrix movie. You know, the little boy, he goes, there is no spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Startup Nation, do you love this show? You love listening to First 100K and, and guests like Majid coming on here with expertspeaker.com and sharing his story, sharing his insights, sharing his top three tips or strategies with you. And now you get to apply them into your business and start winning even bigger. If so, go to iTunes and subscribe to the show if you haven't yet. And most importantly, write a review, but share the show.
Share the show with other people that you want to see win in their lives. People you see struggling in their businesses, share the show. The show shows them how they can win. I love it. So Majid, thank you for showing up here today. And what is the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose? You can email me, Majid, M-A-J-E-E-D, at expertspeaker.com. Fantastic. And what I want you to take 30 seconds, and I want you to speak directly to my listener right now and share with them the benefits, not the features of working with you, but the benefits of them working under your tutelage to grow their business. Thank you for asking. So when I started, I thought the way to make money as a speaker is to charge for a keynote. The way people actually make big bucks as a speaker is they speak to audiences of potential clients and they speak in such a way that attracts their ideal client. So when you work with me, I help you develop a signature speech that every time you speak, your ideal client walks up to you afterwards and says, I want to hire you. It's the fastest and easiest way to grow your business. Wow. That's clear. It's right to it. Clean. How do I know? How do I know you can? Like that's a bold claim, but I I just want to push back because I know my listeners sitting on the fence and they're like, I like this guy, but you know, obviously he's not going to be inexpensive. He's going to charge me possibly Bentley prices to work with Bentley. He's a Bentley. I should have mentioned this. So I've got a book called expert speaker. You can get on Amazon and it's the five steps to grow your business with public speaking. So I've written the book on it. I worked with uh, the CEO of one of the, the fastest growing publishing company, Inc. 500, 243, Uh, I've worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs and they use this strategy exclusively to grow their business. No click funnels, no Facebook ads, give a talk, attract your ideal client, give another talk, get more clients every time. Majid, thanks for being on the show today, my friend. You really showed up powerfully for our audience. I wish you God's love, God's peace and God's joy in your life, my friend. Thank you, brother. Cheers. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.